Welcome to the Boss Ladies Mindset Podcast, powered by Crown for Success, the largest women's empowerment network for soulful CEOs on social media. We are a coaching business that mentors and motivates women to reach their highest potential in business and mindset mastery. I am Denise Hadnot with Dollar Stames De Niro's, and I am a regional vice president for Crown for Success. Today's show, I am going to talk a little bit about me, let you know who I am, why I chose to create Dollars, Dames, De Niro's, and what you can expect on my upcoming podcast. So first things first, I live in Houston, Texas. That's where I'm from. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Love it. Love everything about Houston. I have been in real estate for over 20 years, love everything about real estate, and I have a 19-year-old son that is, at this point, he's just the love of my life. He really is. So I want to talk a little bit about Dollars, Dames, Dineros and how I came up with that. So it kind of came from me creating my mission. Since I've been in real estate for so long, I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs, I've seen the uglies. You know, I've seen just a little bit of everything when it comes to real estate. Um, And I still wouldn't choose to do anything different. Man, sometimes I think it's crazy. Real estate makes you crazy. But my mission is to provide a safe place for women where they can find and build or rebuild their confidence and create a sense of security when it comes to real estate investing. I want women to really understand their entire financial picture. That way they can find ways to increase their cash flow so they can collaborate, possibly if they choose to, collaborate with other women on investments or or any type of business deals or whatever it is that they want to do. But at the end of the day, what I really want people to get out of out of listening to these podcasts is I want you to understand I'm here to help you create sufficient cash flow so you can be who you really are and do whatever it is that you love doing. I want I mean I'm going to say that again because I think that's really important that people really understand that. I want to help you Find ways to create enough cash flow so you can be who you really are and do whatever it is that you love doing. But in order to do that, you have to take a few steps. You got to create a plan. You got to have some idea of who you really are. And we're going to talk about that later. So One of the things I want to kind of tell you about in upcoming weeks, before I kind of get into my story, in the upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking about what does financial freedom really mean to you? I'm going to talk about what it means to me, but then I want you to think about what does financial freedom mean to you? We're going to talk about creating your ideal lifestyle. We're also going to talk about the main thing which is really important when you're trying to do whatever it is that you love doing in life, we're going to talk about how to create that blueprint to your ideal life. 
Because you have to have a blueprint. You have to have a plan. And we're going to talk about that. So let's talk about me. Who am I? Denise Hadnot. Like I said, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. I got in real estate in 1997. You know, it was actually um, kind of a fluke. I mean, it was I was doing healthcare staffing and recruiting at the time. I was still in college doing, yeah, yeah, I was still in college doing healthcare recruiting um, and staffing all over the country. And my fiance at the time, decided he wanted to go to a, he, he wanted to get into investing, real estate investing. That's what he wanted to get into real estate investing. So we went to, um, he, he found a, it was a seminar. He was like, it's a seminar. They're talking about real estate. Let's go hear it. Okay, let's go. So we went to the seminar one evening, uh, during the week, went to the seminar and what he thought they were going to be talking about. That's not what they were talking about. He thought they were going to be talking about real estate investing. Well, it was actually the real estate school talking about careers in real estate. And I'm sitting there in awe, like, really? And just like, man, you can do this and you can do this? Not knowing much about real estate. So from that, I decided, like, that night, I was like, I'm going to get my real estate license. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my real estate license. And then we can look at investing in real estate. But before that, I want to get my real estate license. I want to do this. And I made a career change. I immediately signed up for classes. I took the classes straight through. Every weekend I was in school, took the classes, got my license, turned my notice in, quit my job, and I was full-time real estate at that point. Full-time real estate. Wow. It's, it's funny to me now when I think back. But I would not change it for anything. I would not. But, so I want to get into how I created Dollars, Dames, De Niro. That's what I said we were going to talk about. So, I was married um, for probably about seven years, I guess. And throughout the marriage, you know, we, we, we bought property. We did, you know, we did the, the real estate investing thing. We, we actually ended up doing that. But I ended up going through a divorce. My marriage didn't work out. That was... Um, that was an L I took. That was a loss. That was an L that I took. So going through my divorce, which now I've been divorced now about 12 years, um, going through my divorce and the financial hardship that followed going through a divorce. Because if, you, if you've ever been through a divorce or know anyone that's been through a divorce, you know, things change as far as your finances. I was always the entrepreneur. So for me, I didn't even think twice when I went through my divorce how my finances were going to be affected because real estate was good. I was still making money. I was making five figures every month. So I was straight. So I thought not thinking that my ex-husband at the time, he was the person with the W-2 job. So he had the steady income. Didn't even think about that. Didn't think about it. So I didn't think I needed to go get a job or anything because I'm like, hey, real estate is good. This is what I'm going to do. Didn't have a plan. Didn't think about, you know, okay, so when the market shifts, if it shifts, you know, how do we, you know, how do I keep clients? How do I do this? Didn't think about any of that. I just was riding that high. I was riding the high because real estate was good. It was good. So going through my divorce and the financial hardship that followed my divorce. That was probably 
that was probably the lowest moment that I have experienced in my lifetime. It put me in a dark place because one of the things that I prided myself on being in real estate was I wanted to learn every aspect of it. I was, I was never one of those realtors and I'm not, you know, bashing realtors in, in any sense, but I was never one of those realtors that only wanted to sell you a house and I didn't want to deal with or understand anything dealing with the loan or the title or anything. No, I wanted to understand every aspect of the deal, every aspect. So I could sit down with you from the very beginning and I can prequal you and understand whether or not if you would be able to get a loan. So because of that, I became, I, I was very educated when it comes to finances and how to maneuver with my finances. I was very educated on how to do this. But during that time of going through a divorce, it just seemed like all of that knowledge just left me. It's like, you know, sometimes you just, you, even though you know it, sometimes it just doesn't, you're just like, I, 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 my mind was blocking it. That's the only thing I could think of. My mind was blocking it. It's like I couldn't make heads or tails about anything. And this was the one time that now when I look back, I actually felt like I was slipping into a depression. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to call because I was that quote unquote strong friend. So I had to really sit down and take a look at me and look at where I was and what it was I wanted to do. So people knock this. I know I've heard people knock you know, these things that I'm going to say that I did, but I can tell you for me, it helped. I started journaling. I started praying. I was meditating more because I'm a yogi. I go to yoga. So I, I knew how to meditate. So journaling, praying, meditating, exercising. I started reading more. I started doing whatever I could to pull myself out of that funk that I was in. And the one thing I learned during that part of my journey was the importance of your mindset. Your mindset can make you, but your mindset can also break you. I began writing in my journal daily, change your mindset, change your life. Because during that time, I let everything I was going through affect me. So when finances wasn't right, when the market, you know, the real estate market took a dive back in, was it 07, 08? I had been in real estate at that point for 10 years. So it had been good for a while. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. What, what do you mean? You know, the loan terms have, have changed. What do you mean? It's people who bought a house, they're, they're foreclosing. I mean, I, I, I didn't understand. So with that, my mind, like my mind had to shift because everything that I was dealing with, it consumed me. So every day I'm sitting there looking at, you know, reading about foreclosures and, and, and all the different ways that, you know, there are people losing their houses. I mean, I got consumed in it and I had to journal. And that's what I was talking about when I, that's what I meant when I said, you know, I know some people, they don't really, they're not into journaling, but I love journaling. It, it, it saved my life. So in my journal, I wrote daily, change your mindset, change your life. I started, I started paying attention to myself 
because I had quit. I started to I stopped worrying about things that were out of my control. And I know it's like, okay, a lot of times we, we find ourselves worrying, especially as women. Um, I was all of a sudden I was a single mother. So I have my child here and I'm worrying about everything. But I had to work on me so I could stop worrying because a lot of this stuff was out of my control. I can't control the market, but I can control how I react at this point. So I want to make sure I make sure you people really understand what I what I mean by what I went through. So the only income, because remember, the W-2 employee, he's gone. We're divorced. So I was the entrepreneur. The only income I had once the market started shifting on me was my $600 child support. That's it. My mortgage was $1,400. $1,400. And I have $600 coming in. So, of course, my cash flow is negative. I don't have enough. I don't have enough to do anything. The real estate industry had taken a serious dive, really. Things were, like, clearly falling apart. And I had no plan on how to change any of this. I had no plan because of course, like I said before, I didn't think about any of this. As far as I was concerned, I was riding a wave. Everything was good. But what I started realizing was, even though I was looking at all the bad and looking at all the negative, what I started paying attention to was on the bright side, my son, my son was seven at this time. He was happy. This child was happy. My son was happy. He was healthy. My parents were doing well. My son and I, we still had a roof over our head. I mean, I still had my car. I had a, and I realized at that moment, it's like I had a fire in me to try to figure out how to turn this around. So I started researching like crazy. When, when I get something in my head, I, I mean, it's there. And I started researching like crazy how to stop a foreclosure because of course, if my income at this moment is $600 as far as child support, my mortgage is $1,400, you know my mortgage lender is looking like, uh, we going to need this house back. If you can't pay your mortgage, we going to need this house back. So, of course, I'm researching day and night on how to stop a foreclosure, trying to figure out ways to make money, just any and everything I could put my hands on. And guess what? I got a modification on my house. I moved in two paying roommates, not one. I had two people. I moved two people in my house to help me to start to help me to pay these bills so I could have more cash flow coming in. I started working with other people at this point on improving their credit. I became a notary. I started doing closings um, every month. I became a notary. Then I found a number of ways. You know, by doing all of this, I found a number of ways to regain my confidence and also increase my cash flow. So things slowly started turning around for me. I found me again. And at that moment, I made a vow to not allow myself to go down that dark road again. Not if I can help it. I started understanding if I would have had some type of plan, how things could have been different. So, of course, I started working on a game plan because at this point I knew the importance of having one and I want and if I wanted to continue on a successful path and continue living this life that I wanted to live I had to have some type of plan so the first thing I did 
I had to begin with the end in mind. I started asking myself, what do you really want? Like, you know, what do you really want to do? I told myself, I was like, you got to start describing, describe your ideal life. What does that look like? And from there, then I knew I had to start planning backwards, if you will. In order for me to achieve this life that I feel I'm destined to live, I had to create it. So I had, I created affirmation boards. I did the vision boards, you know, and I read my affirmation boards daily. To me, you got to have those affirmation boards because they feed your soul. I studied my credit report. I knew my credit report like, like I knew my name. I studied my credit report and I developed a plan of action to get my credit back on point. Because remember, if I didn't have the money coming in, that means my bills wasn't getting paid. So not only was my mortgage not getting paid, my credit cards, you know, those bills wasn't getting paid. Anything I had, I mean, I just, I couldn't. I could only do so much. So once I started studying my credit report, because now I have a plan, I started developing a plan of action. And I got my credit back on point. I started saving a little money because remember, I started doing other things to start helping me so I can get some type of cash flow. You know, I got the modification on my house. I was able to, like I said before, I was able to get the two roommates. I started helping people improve their credit. So that way I have that money coming in. And of course, if I'm helping people improve their credit and they're trying to buy a house, then I'm also creating, you know, um, I'm creating clients for myself. So things started turning around for me. And I began saving a little money until I actually had a savings again. So as the market began to shift, I took notes from my journal. And then I started writing. And voila, Think Like a Real Estate Investor was published. So I became an author at that point. And in my book, the book is teaching others how to begin with the end in mind. More so though, in terms of real estate and finances, but still, it will help you again to be who you really are and do whatever it is that you love doing. So by doing so, I break down, I started breaking down all the aspects of finances with action plans. That's what, when you get, when you read my book, you'll see that there are aspects, it, it breaks down each aspect of finance and then it gives you an action plan so you can achieve your financial goal. Because in order to, be able to achieve a goal. We got to write it down. We got to have a plan on how we're going to get there. So that's what the book does. It breaks it down, but in terms of finance and real estate. Years later, I started Wealth Matters Educational Services. So, I mean, I really got into finances at this point. I mean, that whole, you know, going through that time in my life, I got into finances. I wanted to help everybody. So I started Wealth Matters Educational Services. And Wealth Matters educates consumers and help make them aware of their finances and how to improve them. So I had a, a, a group. We started hosting workshops for kids. We started hosting workshops for adults. Um, I started collaborating with schools to teach kids about their finances because that's like one of the things I wish I would have learned when I was in school, but they don't teach it. But I was able to teach that in schools. Then I started working with other females, educating them 
um, on real estate investing and how to take take control of their finances and ways that we can collaborate and collaborate on real estate investment deals or collaborate in, in other business ventures. Then I started working in commercial real estate, which for me, it was very intimidating commercial real estate. But now, now I love it. We'll talk about that, you know, another time. But my point is, what was considered one of the darkest times in my life turned out to be a blessing and a big lesson for me and helped me to understand not only what I'm capable of, but it taught me the strength I had to make it on this roller coaster called life. So that's why my mission, like I said before, is to help provide women a safe place to find the confidence and to build or rebuild, create a sense of security when it comes to their finances and if they choose to, real estate investing. I want women to understand their entire financial picture. I want you to, I want women to understand their credit reports. I want them to understand, you know, have a budget you know, understand their debt, understand the difference in good debt, bad debt. And we'll talk about that. We will talk about that in upcoming podcast. And I want women to understand the power that they have where they can collaborate with other women and we can build, we can build businesses. We can build, we can build homes. We can do so many things when we come together and we build that power team and we collaborate. And I want to talk about that. So in the upcoming weeks, we're going to talk about what does financial freedom mean to you? What does it mean? And I'm going to talk about what it means to me. I'm going to talk about creating your ideal lifestyle. Um, I'm also going to talk about creating that blueprint to live your ideal lifestyle. That is very important. It's crucial to have that blueprint so you can create enough cash flow to be who you really are and do whatever it is that you love doing. So until next time, stay strong, beautiful, and enjoy this ride called life. You can follow me on, I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, Denise Hadnot, H-A-D-N-O-T-T. Also on Instagram, we have Dollars Dames Dineros. We have a Dollars Dames Dineros page on Instagram. So please follow us. Check us out. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast. Um, like I said, every week I'm going to talk about ways to create cash flow. And I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, we're going to start looking at money that we're spending and ways that we can, you know, change our budgeting and change the debt that we have to increase our cash flow. So again, follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Denise Hadnot, and also on Instagram, we have Dollars Dames Dineros, and send me, a, send me a message, you know, let me know if there's something in particular you want to talk about, if there is something, I hope that there is a, that you learn ways that you can create cash flow and you'll tell me those ways that you've created cash flow. So, like I said, until then, stay strong, beautiful, and enjoy this ride called life. I'm Denise Hadnot, and I will talk to you soon.